Welcome to Hensley's Hangout with Kyle and Pat. Welcome back into the podcast, everybody. This is Kyle Chamberlain, your host here, um, joined with my co-host, Pat Wilson. Hey, man, what's going on? Another episode of Hensley's Hangout where we're breaking down everything going on in our 10-person fantasy football league. Uh, so, big weekend in the NFL. Thank goodness the Ravens were not involved. A uh, couple couple of upsets worth worth mentioning up top, first of all. Uh, that that uh, Bills Vikings game, a lot of NFL watchers are calling game of the season so far. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I think we were all watching it, and uh, every single minute something crazier happened. Whether it was a turnover, if a tur- uh, turnover on downs, you know, crazy catches by Justin Jefferson, it had it all. Another, I mean, obviously, just as far as big time, crazy fourth quarter games involving the Bills reminiscent of that Chiefs game from last year but like the inverse yes they uh they definitely uh choked that game away a little bit but uh it was very fun I think uh, both teams are very good uh Vikings I don't think deserve to win that game but no. uh, I think the Bills don't like to get in those you know shootout games and uh, like to cruise to victory one other stat I saw on Twitter after the game and I don't know if this is true or not but interesting if true uh no team has ever lost to Kirk Cousins and then won the Super Bowl. Interesting. That is a that might be one of those new blue checkmark accounts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of can believe that though. Yeah, uh, that 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 sounds like so random that it could be true. The other big upset, obviously, just last night, Eagles down mm. to eight and one now. Finally, uh, brutal brutal loss to the uh the the foreskins yeah that was uh that was a game where you can't be that sloppy and decide to win Uh, i know it was monday night football at home against the commanders but you know that was pretty embarrassing and on their part uh they were 11 point favorites uh got a lot like got cornholed in the end with a 11 point i think they lost by 11 or something like that or nine but uh you know crazy game for them Uh, a lot of turnovers uh, some questionable calls with penalties and or no calls, as you might say. But uh, kind of glad Eric's uh, kind of retarded down in the group chat. A little bit. One one nice thing at the end of that game I, that I was feeling anyway is that like okay, it's not a Jalen Hurts problem. You know, everything that happened, all of the mistakes were somebody else fumbling the ball. Somebody, I mean, actually, he did throw one pick. I think. Yeah, but I mean, but was, he's he's allowed to throw a pick. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, it's not like he collapsed. No, I. But I do think it was a uh, Eagles, uh, not knowing how to play from behind, which is the whole Lamar Jackson whole whole question too. I mean, they're still a good team. They're de- they've got depth at each position. I just think you know when it comes down to playoffs in January, those are the types of games you're going to be in. Uh, luckily for them, they'll be at home for most of them, or so we think. And uh, but they do have a nice uh, little schedule coming up with their sure division do. opponents. With the, I think they got two games against the Giants and one against the Cowboys. So we'll see. But uh, Vikings keep winning, so they're both eight and one. So who, we'll see who takes the one seed in that uh, conference. Yeah, I mean, this time last year, who would have thought? No, I mean it's this is fun. This is this has been a great season. I mean, scoring has been down, but a lot of fun. Uh, but. Uh, in terms of fantasy, a lot going on as well. Yeah, and we actually we got a, a big episode ahead of us here. Uh, first thing we're going to do is look forward to the playoffs and just talk about uh, how the playoff picture is shaping up, who we think might be a shoe in for that that fifth and sixth spot. 
then we're going to get into, as usual, uh, reviewing Week 10 fantasy games and then calling in with Brendan, our highest scorer, and happy birthday. Finally, happy birthday, Happy Nate. birthday, Nate. It's I a can't big, wait to throw him a party tonight. <laughs> it's a big happy birthday, Nate. Uh, Adam's off the schneid, got his first W this week, so we're calling in with him, too. And I was happy that we didn't have to see him uh, do a naked lap, as he said in the group. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I guess first let, let's get into the playoff outlook. What are you? I'm an astronaut. No, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm some kind of bubble boy. So yeah, we're talking about on the bubble today. Uh, who's on that playoff bubble? Uh, so with a win this week and, and a pretty candy-ass looking schedule for the rest of the year, it's looking like Prudence is a playoff lock, barring some kind of serious uh, implosion, which, I mean... Not necessarily a, a given, but uh, right. you but, and me consider ourselves playoff bound, rightly or wrongly. And at this point, it's looking like Tyler is a lock as well. Yep. And it's, uh, you know, talking about prudence, you know, talk about a uh, most improved team being the first overall pick to, you know, being uh, higher trajectory for playoffs. And like you said, I think Tyler's a pretty good shoe in for playoffs. You as well. Uh, I'm not mathematically closed out yet. Uh, to be a shoe in for playoffs, but I'm feeling pretty confident. The roster's being the high, there. Yeah, the roster's there. I mean, um, there's be a lot to fall against me, but uh, points wise, I'm pretty good looked in. But uh, you know, we lo- we looked at it today and yesterday about like our uh, bubble team. So uh, let's start with our fifth seed. So yeah, we've got four of six accounted for. So uh, no offense, Joe. No offense, Nate McGreal. No uh, offense to we did, yes. we did not we did not bring you guys in for a uh, a playoff. But uh, to First, your guys' defense, one of you guys has one win and the other has like accumulated about 18 draft picks this season. Uh, and uh, only probably two active running backs total on the <laughs> roster. Uh, so first team we want to talk about is Bokeland. Um, and on, honestly, they were looking like a lock early in the season. But As of today, breaking news from John Ramirez. Eesh, Cooper Cup, he's heading to the IR. He's having surgery on that ankle. Uh, he's definitely done. I mean, it's it's possible to imagine that some of the other Rams on his team could pick up the slack, but at the same time, it's like Stafford's looked like absolute shit. He's probably going to miss another no week running in the concussion game. protocol. There's absolutely no running game. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. If Walford's under center, hard to imagine that, that either of those guys are too, too valuable. No, uh, he has definitely had a lot of uh, Rams dependency this year, and a lot of that has due to been – or, um, excuse me, has been due to Cooper Cup. Um, and he's been kind of hindering the injury bug lately with the lack of production from Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Um, he does have a pretty good quarterback group uh, with the you know favorite for MVP right now, Mahomes. Danny Dimes is playing out of his mind. Trevor Lawrence has definitely taken a second leap forward. So and he's got he's got some players. At there. the very least, Jones and, and Lawrence are are big time fantasy assets. Yeah, especially in a, a two quarterback league, you know you can definitely use, utilize them when your roster isn't doing that well. It gives you like a safer floor usually. So for each of these teams, we're going to talk about a couple of, of, of things that we were looking at. What players could boom? Which ones could really bust for them? Um, and I guess what's going on with the schedule? Who are they facing? What does that strength of schedule look like? And then all in all, giving them a chance of making the playoffs. So let's first talk about a couple of boom players. Donovan Peoples-Jones is looking like he could. I mean, he's had a great couple of weeks, and who knows what's going to happen when Deshaun Watson's back, but he could boom. Right. No, that's a good point. Uh, I've been keeping my eye on him, uh, not just in our league, but others. He's uh, yeah. he's definitely got some potential, especially uh, 
with just Amari Cooper and the lack of production at tight end consistently with them. Um, but yeah, with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, also give them that like safer floor when they're back too. And if yes, if if he's good, mm-hmm. um, and he will need them for playoffs. And if he does limp in, they'll be huge. But that's what um, I was thinking. If but they, it, if they can come back in time to get him the wins in, he needs. In terms of his bust, though, I was looking at his team a little bit, and uh, I've never been a big Allen Robinson fan. And even though he's going to be their you know, we th- we assume they're number one wide receiver. Wild. Even even though he is the number one, just like you talked about earlier with the quarterback situation, that could be uh, some chances for some duds. And uh, his newly acquired Jeff Wilson on on his team that he that I dropped. Yeah, that um, was that was a good look, Brennan. Yeah, definitely a good pickup. I uh, kind of pulled the trigger a little early on that, but he's somebody though in a Dolphins offense that's clicking on all cylinders right now. They he splits time with Raheem Mostert, but. Uh, when the Dolphins start playing uh, their division uh, with the Jets, the Pats, and the Bills again, you know we'll see if he has that type of production. Yeah. Um, so looking at his schedule, he's facing me this coming week. Uh, Ernie after that, Nate, and then Prudence. So all in all, giving this a strength of schedule of seven out of ten. I think given his uh, given his lineup, given his record, given the number of points he scored and his schedule. I'm giving him a 75-80% chance of making the playoffs. Yeah, that's pretty strong. I mean, the thing is that, including this week, we have three weeks of regular season left. Mm-hmm. So, um, for him, being two games over 500, giving him that little extra cushion, mm-hmm. um, he would have to lose out to really be in threat of not making playoffs. But uh, I think he's in a good spot right now. He definitely has some weaknesses. Uh, but out of all the teams here, I think he's one of the stronger chances. So up next, uh, let's talk about the McCracken. And before we get into the boom-bust players here, let me first say I'm pissed off about the Geno trade. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm at this point just hoping for a year three breakout for Dylan. He has been doing absolutely nothing on my bench. Uh, there's so much to comment on all that statement right there. Because, <laughs> like, when you made the trade, we, we, like, busted your balls about it. Because it's like, you know, you just fleeced Josh. And Josh made out in the trade. And... You know, I think you're fine with the A.J. Jalen trade from my point of view. I think uh, the Packers have had a pretty uh, stagnant offense this year, and a lot of that had to do with not committing to the run. Mm-hmm. And I think A.J. Dillon's a really good running back, but one of the things that does hurt him in our league, which in most fantasy football leagues now, is the fact that he's not utilizing the passing game and yeah. picking up like maybe those uh, four to five receptions that Aaron Jones might pick up. I mean, last year he was just so good for fantasy. On yeah, the ground, he was – well, when they had Devontae Adams and mm-hmm. had like a, a solid balance and were utilizing tight end and, you know, not having this uh, inexperienced receiving court, you know, the quad father, as they call him, uh, definitely was uh, reaping in the benefits. So uh, I guess just looking at, at Josh's team right now, he's 5-5. Five and five. He was ascending the last couple of weeks, in large part on the strength of Geno. And we'll talk about this in a sec, but yeah, that, that loss over the weekend definitely set him back significantly. Uh-huh. So looking at who could boom for him, uh, he, he has the whole Carolina backfield locked up. I, who would have thought that this is as valuable as it, as it has ended up being? Uh, that, I, I think, could carry him. Uh, he's got Tyler Algier, similar situation where like this is not like this is a, a, a RB1 uh, type of player, but he has great weeks he could be a solid flex option yeah the falcons right now are just very inconsistent and mm-hmm. that whole afc south is like it's hard to play anybody in that division consistently but uh you know the falcons do like to run the ball because of the lack of quarterback production from Mariota and not getting it out of your boy kyle pitts or drake london 
Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to I, get I you that, that back in day. I don't want to talk about it. But you know, he's got a he's got a great team. I mean, he's just up there with you and I with the uh, highest scores um, in the league, even though he is five and five. But he's got good players. They just you know have some iffiness about them with staying healthy and production and with health. We've talked about with Camara and. Uh, you know, inconsistent reduction would be Devo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those are really the big bust potentials for him if Kamara can't pick it up. So looking at his remaining schedule, he's got you this week, and then uh, he's got Brennan, the Erdmans, and the Heflins. That's a pretty tough schedule, especially with uh, the Heflins ascending. So I, I gave this one an 8.5 out of 10 as far as strength of schedule goes. I think he's got a pretty good chance of taking the, uh, the sixth spot. I doubt he'll beat... Uh, Brennan, uh, but who knows? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Josh too is like he's the he's the favorite to finish sixth. But I think, uh, and we'll talk about this when we, you know, have our predictions. But I think with him having all those points mm-hmm. is like kind of a nice little, uh, you know, safety net if they do, if there is a tiebreaker. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, that's that's a that's a huge thing in his favor here. Um, right. So up next, I guess. His his uh, probably his main, I guess, opponent or somebody who's going to be challenging him for that sixth spot. And, and it's, it's too been bad weird. Not, it's too bad they're not playing each other. Oh in these yeah, last that, four weeks. it would have been fun if it was like week thirteen they played each other. But another five and five team is Mundus. Um, as we've pointed out, resurgent squad. He's on a four win streak right now, which is nuts. Do you think it has anything to do with Paul dropping weekly pictures of Mundus? That ever since he started doing that, Mundus has started winning. I I, I mean daily pictures of Mundus out on the porch with a guitar, chopping wood. Do you I really mean, think he props that phone up and just like takes a like a still picture and like like you said, yeah, like he takes it for like five seconds, takes it off, and like like he doesn't even play a full song or he's well, out I, there for I, I hope he's out there practicing, but he's definitely propping up the. Phone. I mean, he definitely doesn't have any friends, so he's definitely uh, doing that by well, himself. I, a lot. I, w- I wouldn't go that far. I'm sure he has a robust and uh, satisfying social life. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably at the Glenville Tavern pretty often. Anyway, uh, the boom potential on this team. You know, I did have Khalil Herbert on this list, but isn't he heading to the IR? Yes, he that is. Stinks. Yeah, that's a big that's a big hurt for the Bears and uh, the Munduses in general, just with their uh, the lack of depth in that running back room. But I mean, we talked about this, and you're you've been a little bit higher on it than I have, but I'm starting to, you know, see it a, a little bit. Basically, the Munduses have been like a dormant volcano. Uh, he's had big guys on his team but with injuries and uh, suspensions especially Deshaun Watson you Mm -hmm. know and uh, I think he's and we'll talk about this in his matchup but you know George Pickens has the potential of being a number one guy on the Steelers with you know Claypool leaving and Deontay Johnson not having the you know the PPR machine that he is and um, Jamar Chase when he gets back from IR like this Mm -hmm. could be a strong squad if it makes it to the playoffs. Yeah, uh, a couple of bust potential, obviously, outside of Herbert. I mean, DeAndre Swift has done basically nothing for him all season. That's kind of like the Kyle Pitts of the running back position. Yeah, imagine being uh, the running back on a number one offense and not getting production out of him. Because, like, the Lions put up points, and they're just not getting the points out of him. And lastly, especially now, with uh, Zach Ertz out for the rest of the season, I think the tight end position is going to be tough for him. I mean, he has... A couple of names that are, I mean, that like could George. Fill in. He has George Kittle, which but is George like, like as a hot household name. And yes. I personally have not been like on the George Kittle train, but I mean, he is a good guy to plug. And I think the 49ers offense is starting to, you know, gain some speed and find who they are with McCaffrey supplementing them. And Brandon Ayuk, I think, is a really good player. Hmm. So we'll see. I think he's going to be like the perennial starter for uh, Mundus going forward. So 
uh, Mundus has the Erdmans, Prudence, then the two of us, Donnie, and then the uh, and then Abshag. And he literally has the toughest schedule. He has to face all top four teams so to get to the playoffs. I'm, I'm giving that a, a nine and a half out of ten strength of schedule. And given that, given the disadvantage he has over Josh or behind Josh on the points thing, I, I give him only about a thirty percent chance of winning. I think if he does win out, you know, if he beats Tyler, Hunter, you, and then me, uh, that would be pretty chaotic. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It's gonna be. Uh, it's definitely gonna be hard. Uh, I think. Um, the deck is definitely stacked against him, but, but I, never it's, it's never impossible. I've seen crazier shit happen. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, injuries always come. Everybody decides to take a shit one week. You know, it happens. Mm-hmm. I, I think we should just cover this quickly. This is like an honorable mention. Yeah, I mean, it's it's possible. The dark horse candidate here is the Heflins. Uh, only a three-win team, so winning out would make him 7-7. Seven and seven. Uh, As you pointed out, Pat, that is the record that you had in the sixth seed last year. So, I mean... Should he win out? Uh, he has a talented roster. Yeah, right? like should he, Jonathan Taylor come to life and empathize with John, him. Yeah, should like Justin Jefferson come to life? It's definitely possible that he wins out. If the like Bears he's keep had it two out of his three wins, he's been the highest scorer in mm-hmm. the league twice out of those three wins. So it's like he has the boom potential. Um, but again, not the consistency. That's why he is three and seven. Mm-hmm. And you know, with you know Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson, um, if Derek Carr can grab his head out of his ass like there's a lot of things that could go right for him cd lamb your bane of your existence is uh producing a lot too so his remaining schedule is nate abshagan prudence and mccracken so not a candy schedule but not the hardest he gave it a seven out of ten but just given the fact that he would need so many losses in the teams ahead of him in order yeah. to even have a chance, I give him only about but a fifteen percent chance. When uh, CBS puts that, uh, you know, visual and it says like uh, winners, wild cards in the hunter, and then it's like there's that bottom that says yes. needs help. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's where uh, that's where the Heflin Syndicate is right now. Yeah, Josh, Josh, and Mundus are in the hunt. Uh, it looks like Brendan's probably a, a solid. He's 15. a wild card. Yeah. So I guess if you were to if you were to pick who is going to get that sixth slot, who are you picking? So like I said, I think uh, the McCrackens are perennial favorites, but I think for some reason Mundus might sneak in. Just there's just something weird. He's got he's on a nice little three or four game win streak right now, mm-hmm. and uh, if he doesn't overthink his lineup sometimes and. Uh, you know, just puts together the best lineup he can. And the McCrackens, you know, that loss last night, definitely nobody helped him more than, um, or I'm sorry, Mundus wasn't happy, as just as happy as McCrackens were. Well, I'm taking the McCracken then. I think Josh is going to uh, pull it off and get to that sixth slot. And then who knows what happens from there. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, I love uh, I love when it gets closer to playoff time and people miss out. I remember last year, Paul and Brendan were pretty pissed because I snuck into that sixth seed and, what do you think the tiebreaker was? Points. So mm-hmm. that's what that's all that matters too. Like if you just put up points, um, it'll reward you in the end. Well, I guess let's get into week ten. We should probably rally through this one. We spent quite a bit of time on the playoff picture. Last week today. So uh, a lot of upsets in the league. Um, I guess just to review, I ended up beating you. Uh, Prudence beat Erdman, which I, I think Erdman was favored going into that. Um, we both picked Mundus. Um, we both picked 
the McCracken, which we got wrong, and I picked uh, the Heflins to beat Bokeland, which which did end up happening. So I almost went five and five, but not quite. So thanks to Nate McGrill's birthday, but uh, happy birthday, Nate! As you sent in the group message, I'm almost done my bottle of Bartons. So uh, <laughs> cheers. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, that felt good. <laughs> Tastes taste delightful. And I guess... The- <laughs> um, so, I guess first before... I guess the first matchup to get into, I'm going to give Donnie uh, one of these. Yeah, my team was uh, definitely hindered from... Ooh, almost knocked the mic over from that Barton shot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, definitely think my team was still on uh, Daylight Savings. Scott, bit. is that your first sub-100 point game? Nah, I've had a few, but... Uh, I was just more disappointed that I had some really nice matchups that I was really eyeing up. Um, I like the running backs with Chubb and Etienne had some nice matchups and they didn't do it for me. But, uh, you know, your team ended up having Josh Allen play for you, which was definitely cool for you. <laughs> I mean, we were talking shit Dude, all week. Hold on. We were talking shit. You were <laughs> harassing me via text message all week. You texted me every day when Josh Allen mispracticed. Uh I loved when I was like day two with the peace sign. Yeah, no, I didn't love it. I was in my head all week about this, and I gotta say, being in my head about it led me to starting Cordero Patterson. You and were Kyle losing Pitts on Thursday. Oh God, I was enjoying watching. Like, I would just go back to check just to see like what you were deciding on. I think you. Brought, how many different lineup changes did you have? Uh, it, it, At it least was, eight. It, constantly on on Thursday <laughs> before that Thursday game, I changed it like twice an hour all day. I was like, oh, okay, like. He's got DJ Moore in, and then you moved him out, and then which ended up benefiting you per se. But you know, Kyle Pitts. Can we talk about him again? No, he's a he's a very sad story. No, we can't talk about it. Uh, okay, <laughs> Saquon and Tyreek, good security blankets. I'm going to miss Tyreek badly this week. Um, yeah, I mean it was just a little bit of a tough game for you, for your for your squad. Couple of duds, ETN not pulling it off. Yeah, I was just uh, I had a lot of good matchups in my opinion, and uh, it was tough picking a quarterback uh, when Lamar's out. But uh, I ended up making the right choice with Kenny Pickett. He had a really good fantasy game with nineteen, um, but that was mostly because of his legs. I'm not really sure of that. Yeah, he kind of he kind of sucks at real football. Yeah, again. This is fantasy football, so I don't give a baker's fuck. Yeah, no, <laughs> but no, but for sure, um, it is what it is. Um, but uh, I'm hoping, you know, after all these bye weeks get through and I get the full squad, uh, that I'll be ready for playoffs and that I'm actually in playoffs. So uh, up next, quality win for Prudence over uh, the Erdmans. Yes, though, it was I mean, a big statement win. It definitely, Erdmans had a tough week. What uh, under under 100 as well. Um, yeah, Tyler and I definitely caught the same thing. Um, for Prudence, though, you know, we talked about how, like, you know, he was laying dormant, like, or getting by with some, like, squeaky wins, but that was definitely a more impressive win for him, and I think he's feeling good. Um, and we talk shit on his older quarterbacks a lot, just be- not just because they are Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and they're pretty polarizing figures, but the lack of depth at quarterback for him. But they do give him, like, a safe floor. Like, we always talk about, like, can they get a 25-point game? But it's like, we should start saying, like, they get him at least 15, so that's 30 right. points right there, which yes. is like, that's a solid. that's a solid, you know, it's better than like having a 10 or something like that, so it's good. You know, it's it's interesting, we were talking earlier about 
um, about Prudence being kind of a lock for the playoffs at this point. And given his older quarterback situation, I wonder if it makes sense for him to try to go, you know, trade for a, a trade for somebody to help him get over the hump, kind of a win now situation. Yeah, uh, he'd have to make that decision. I mean, he uh, he had a pretty strong draft, uh, so he's got some pieces, and he he's still got all of his draft picks. So it depends, and those are going to be his marketing pieces for like people that aren't looking at playoffs uh, mm-hmm. i know sean is willing to deal for the right price right um and if you find somebody else you know that could be the case uh personally for him i would be sitting uh and waiting to see next year if he's like in the hunt um because he wasn't sp- technically supposed to be here this year like ride it out keep your pieces and then when you're fully ready to go with another year under some of these rookies belt maybe then mm. you can make that play yeah it's a good call uh, a couple RBs really underperformed for the Erdmans. Uh, sub ten points for Henry and Harris. I mean, I, I think we're gonna we're, we're gonna review the the Najee for Dalvin trade when we when we talk trades at the end of the season. But um, I, I think that this is gonna continue to be a, an Achilles heel. Yeah, for the problem with Tyler is like you know we talk about his running backs being so good uh, when they suck. You know his team is gonna suck because he's got some really. Uh, questionable people at receiver right now they're yep. going to be his achilles heel um you know scary terry had a decent game um but alan lazard is not winning you a championship no uh that's just you know that's just going to be like every team on the through the league has like technically a weakness per se i guess yeah and uh, that's going to be his so um i guess prudence sadly got, lost goddard to injury after this uh game Looks like, I mean, he did get it done for fantasy this week, but he's probably going to miss some significant time. Uh, he's got Tanyan and uh, Logan Thomas in reserves. I mean, it's a step down, obviously. It's a it's a tier break between those guys, but um, I, I think there's you worse, could get... There's, like, there's worse options, but there's also... like He's not like dire knee, but it's just because of the production Goddard gives you. It's a drop-off. Right. Yeah. And the good news is now you won't have to start all three Eagles at one time now because one of them's hurt. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So uh, getting into the next one, we got uh, Mundus versus Joe Dennis. I'm just going to give, uh, give Mundus a quick round of applause. A quick round of applause for this signature win for Mundus. What, 91 points? Oh, my God. And also another big toilet bowl energy here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my bad. Hit them both. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Paul really does not like being called in the toilet bowl. But, hey, he's 500 now. Congrats. Yep, indeed. Uh, let's see. what What's going on with these, with these lineups? I talked about this earlier, but Paul, I think, needs to start giving George Pickens some looks. Mm. Um, I think one of the things that I don't know if every team looks at it, but I look at matchups and just, like, trends. And, uh, you know, Pickens being a guy that Kenny Pickett is looking too often. Like, he doesn't have the projection of, like, other marquee receivers, but – um, you know, if you're willing to like go that boom potential, that, mm-hmm. I think George Pickens is going to be getting there, and Paul's definitely going to need to pull some tricks out of his sleeve if he wants to make this playoff run. Yeah, no doubt. Um, definitely feeling for Devonte Adams right now. Uh, pretty grim situation over there. Yeah, he's very good. Uh, he's still having the production, but uh, I think you know, off the record, or I'm sorry, out of the fantasy football realm, Josh McDaniels. He's not a good coach. No, dude. I mean that was not a game that you were allowed to lose. So I first mean, of all, he's Jeff Sunday now. Yes, he got the W. He's he is, Jeff Sunday. He's no longer Jeff Saturday. He's Jeff <laughs> Sunday. And uh, 
Yeah, losing at home to the Colts, who brought back Matt Ryan, if we notice that. That was that just shows you how big of a dumpster fire and like different idea of direction of the team I is mean, going. It's it's not like Ellinger was uh setting the world on no, fire. I think uh Reich was doing it to try to save his job, but it's just you know, there's a lot of shit going on with both teams. But uh I a lot of feedback on Jeff Sunday is that everybody loves Jeff Saturday. Like Everybody has nothing but good things to say about him across mm-hmm. the league, and it's just nice to see that, like, yeah, he's not going to write the ship per se. We don't, mm-hmm. Jury's still out, and the Colts have a really tough schedule, but it was nice to see. Uh, in other news, though, uh, I'm feeling sp- specifically bad for Sean a little bit just because the dentist has got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Ooh. and I'm going to be, Ooh. like, looking at, yeah, what, what do you got for him? <laughs> this is this is good Yeah, I I always look at the guys I traded away and just see like just cur- like you always have that like uh, it's like that teacher you had in first grade like you always check in to see how they're doing after you've like moved on and it is like ugh, I saw the stat line I'm like he had no carries I I, I want to say he played like four snaps total yeah, I wonder what's going on in that like Kansas City room. Yeah, all of the above pulling out for the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire situation. However, uh, he does have Pacheco. Yes. And that guy's getting it done. I mean, it's like it's it's weird. It's like it's either going to be a Pacheco game or like Jarek McKinnon's going to catch like 10 passes. Yeah, and I don't understand like what Clyde Edwards-Hilaire did to get like demoted. Oh, yeah, doghouse. And, and like, like Pacheco, like from what I've seen, has like, you know, has a good, you know, upside. Mm-hmm. And it was a good draft pick by Sean. I said it then when he uh, – picked him but right now another thing he had to bounce back from was Matt Stafford being out Mm. and uh I do like on like not to I mean when we talk about Sean's team he's going to be losing out a lot of these games going forward but you know I really like a lot of the guys on his team young talent I think he's doing the rebuild well I mean Kenneth Walker uh didn't have that great of a game but you know he's going to be awesome going forward line lines pointing up yep and uh Metcalf Ayuk's turning it on as well yeah he, i like him speaking, a lot speaking of the doghouse that guy got nothing done last year and he's really been turning it up the last couple yeah no, he's a good player he's definitely got some talent oh um, and he's got Kadarius tony on there mm-hmm. um i mean it's like is he going to end up being the answer to what chiefs receiver do you start well with juju smith getting absolutely right ear hold yeah. <laughs> the other day uh we'll see if he gets more looks but Kadarius tony seems to be a little bit of a nut job and they, but they, he's like one of those people that he gets second and third chances just because of his talent. Right. Uh, I guess next matchup, getting into Heflins versus Boakland. I'm, I'm going to give the round of applause to the Heflins as well. Yeah, they, uh, the Heflins went off. Uh, Justin Jefferson, um, you know, is arguably the best wide receiver in the league. Uh, next to Cooper Cup. Cooper mm-hmm. Cup, more of a possession guy gets a shitload of receptions but Justin Jefferson just big Dude, play big walking dick energy. highlight reel yeah he, how many crazy catches do you have in that game on uh, Sunday how many crazy catches did he have in the fourth quarter that that one catch he made on fourth down is pretty close to the Odell Beckham catch it, if not the better Dude, it was the OBJ catch but contested the and, OBJ and, catch and fourth down through somebody's arms on fourth down that was basically caught that ball crazy. upside down yeah, that was that was totally ridiculous. And he's got to be happy that uh, Jonathan Taylor finally had a new uh, new sign of life after Jeff Sunday took over. Yeah, you got to love it. Um, what else is going on here? Uh, he also is getting awesome production out of Justin Fields. Yeah, Justin Fields is like having 
three like straight nice weeks. Tear. Three, three straight weeks with like basically 150 rushing yeah, yards. Yeah, and That's multiple nuts. rushing touchdowns. I mean, <laughs> I think uh, Justin Fields. People are starting to see like this is what the Bears were seeing in Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. And uh, the problem is, I see is like what's the long term sustainability of it. Uh, I'm glad the Bears are finally like utilizing uh, the weapons around him and catering the offense to what is good right. with a balanced run attack. Right. Again, he can't run the ball that much often, and especially with a shaky offensive line. And nor um, will he, I don't think. I mean, look, that's what they're doing right now. It seems like they are balancing it a little bit. Um, it's just all of the runs are going to him. You know, David I'm, Montgomery was not getting it done. But with Khalil Herbert going on IR, oh, you know, we'll see if he's true. getting the He's getting some carries and uh, kind of wrap it up. Hand who their third running back is? Uh, Matt Forte. <laughs> <laughs> Tariq Cohen. Survey on. says. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I I actually have no idea. Nor do I give a fuck. It's the Bears, yeah. and uh, we'll talk about it with Brendan, like the state of the Bears, just with everything. And, yeah. Uh, right. To true. wrap his team up, you know, we talked about it earlier. CD Lamb is starting to show why he's a number one, despite your reservations that he is any good. He had a great week. Um, yeah. Dak is looking pretty pedestrian, but uh, CD turned it up. Um, if it wasn't for uh, our next matchup that we'll get into soon, but uh, Boakland had a pretty tough loss too. That was not that was not the loss he needed uh, to try to make that playoff push. Yeah, the cup thing is bad news. However, the glimmer of hope for him is that Aaron Jones, questionable all week, came in and had a pretty freaking good game. Yeah, that's the Aaron Jones that uh, we know and love. Uh, just had a nice little bounce back against a tough Cowboys defense. So yeah. uh, Boakland definitely has to feel good about that. And the one thing that's been kind of keeping Boakland afloat, and he had like a overall a team had a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. Just got absolutely body bagged by the Heflins. But uh, Mahomes, arguably MVP right now, just mm-hmm. having an absolute tear, having his normal 300-yard, three-touchdown games for the Chiefs right now. Uh, four touchdowns. Four, yeah. <laughs> I was I was basically saying his uh, his his standard his status quo is three hundred yards, three touchdowns. But yeah. you know he's he's on a tear right now. Chiefs look really damn good. Um, I don't know if I'd start any of their wide receivers consistently, but Mahomes, Kelsey, the Chiefs just firing on all cylinders. So last but not least, you know I I wanted to give the fail sound to the McCracken, but I think you know one more time. Let's roll it out. Congrats to Nate McGreal. Dude, happy birthday. Happy birthday to Nate. Got great games out of Dak and Dalvin Cook. Uh, he's nice to finally see consistent production from Gabe Davis and Chris Godwin not first being touch, hurt. First touchdown of the season. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's definitely got to be happy that he's like he's probably like just sitting there like saying, thank fucking God, I'm getting production. And uh, another person that he might be getting some sneaky production out of after the bye is Rashad White. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, well, I read earlier this afternoon he's going to be given the starting role moving forward. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's not good for me <laughs> with mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the way Leonard He started the game. Lately. He did start the game, too. Yeah. Rashad White did. Yeah. I mean, so I think it's going to be a give and take, and Leonard Fournette's right. heavily utilized in the, in the passing game, which they like to do a lot, so – um, one thing I did want to talk about, though, that has not really any fantasy relevance except for the fact that you drafted him, was uh, so Jalen Tolbert, uh, fantasy pundits high on him in the beginning of the season because, you know, with Mari Cooper not being on the Cowboys decent, anymore. Decent draft capital. Yeah, yeah I think you used a lot, utilized your second-round pick on him. Well, and the Cowboys used their yes, second-round pick on right. him. Right, and a lot of high, height on him, but he's been a healthy scratch. I haven't really heard much coming out of the camp of why he's not getting any playtime, why he sucks. But I was watching that Bear, or I'm sorry, the Cowboys Packers game, and there was a penalty, and it said 
offsides on the offense. Usually you just get false start. Mm-hmm. Which, and then they showed the replay. Jalen Tolbert is a half a yard <laughs> over the line of scrimmage. And just looking like a dumb fuck into the camera, like, uh. like I think he got like three snaps, and that was one of them. And I'm like, God damn it, man! Like, you know, the uh, Cowboys are probably just running memes with you right now. Uh, well, there's always 2023, Jalen. Uh, I guess one thing to talk about. One more thing with Adam. Um, he picked up DeAndre Carter off the waivers a couple days ago and fired him right into the lineup. I was like, What the hell? I mean, that's how. That's how desperate he was, and, uh, and I saw him available too. And it's because the Chargers' offense with Herbert, like right. anything is possible. No, it totally makes and sense. And he, he that, had a touchdown got, on they, the first drive. They got idiots at wide receiver other than him and Josh Palmer, so it was like you need to utilize him. And it ended up going well for him because mm-hmm. you know going into Sunday night, him and Josh were tied at 123 points, and DeAndre Carter scored a big touchdown to go ahead, and uh, that was all she wrote. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you can even pick somebody up off of waivers in this league who has the potential to pick up a touchdown, I mean, yeah, good play for Adam. Um, well, I think that's it for this week. Anything else from you? Uh, you know, we want to talk about McCracken at all, about like basically, you know, his two quarterbacks duo, like they had a strong game, but uh, yeah, didn't dude- get over the hump. And we'll talk about this during I Choose You, but both of them are on by and his, you know, huge wide receiver and Jalen Waddle. So, mm-hmm. like, that's a tough break. Like when you need a win, you need those guys to be playing. That's a good point. That's a good point. And yeah. Deontay Foreman, like you mentioned, the Carolina backfield, uh, utilizing him well, uh, kind of replacing McCaffrey as for the production in that backfield. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, he, he put up 130 points, more than any other team that lost. Yeah, so uh, it, took, it took Adam finally most... having a, a career day to, you know, get get through to that. Mm-hmm. Well, um I guess let, let's call in our special guests for today, Brendan and Adam. What up? Hey, we got him in, hey. finally. Hey. Happy birthday, Nate. Happy birthday, Nate. Hey, happy birthday, Nate. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we had some technical difficulties, Kyle. Uh, finicky it all up, but uh, we got you on the line with Brendan Kalaga, our highest scorer. Uh, we wanted to wow. patch you both in, so uh, a lot of a lot of shit going on in Kelby's locker right now. But before we even continue, I'm just gonna let the crowd just cheer on Nate McGreal for a second here. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> we literally we're literally celebrating a one and nine team and a three and seven team, but it's just, this is what this is what the league's made of right here. Hey, hey, quiet down. The baby's sleeping next door. <laughs> So, oh, Pat, um, can I can I remind you of something? Uh, you all lost to this one in nineteen last year. Yeah, so yeah. Yep. You oh, know, I, we we got it. We got to give him his respect as the undisputed reigning defending <laughs> uh, champion of the world. I can't wait till that corny ass little gold um, mm. ribbon disappears from him this year and gets named <laughs> to somebody. So, Adam, I, I guess let's start with you. Let Let's break it down. How, how did you How'd you pull it off? You know, I was I was. I was thinking it's going to be another bad week because Kyler Murray sat out. Not that he's good, but it's a quarterback, and I didn't have anybody else. But, uh, you know, some miracles occurred, and uh, accident, accidentally put a good week together, and, you know, fuck Josh. <laughs> and it was funny, too, from the uh, the sleeper report that comes out. 
Adam set the perfect lineup. He scored Literally. 139 points out of a, a possible total of 139 points. So really, really miraculous stuff. And that's and that's what it takes for Adam to win. He has to literally set. And he still exact, got 130 points scored he, against him. So he has to set the exact perfect lineup, or he's getting exactly. body bagged. There's no room for error. But uh, kind of set. Perfection's required. <laughs> segwaying to Brendan, uh, being three and seven, but second highest scored game um, of the year. So you got an extra 20 bucks coming your way. Um, got to be liking uh, some of the boom potential on your team, especially with the Justin brothers. Yeah, speaking of that $20, it still has uh, not hit the bank account from the second week uh, before. Ooh, so, uh, wow. Are, we might, are, can we have, speaking of midterms, can we elect a new treasurer since yeah. Josh the Jew is we're, still behind? We're impeaching his ass. Sorry, Brendan. <laughs> count the vote, man. Uh, yeah, we got to harass him about that. Believe me, though, the money is in the bank, I think. <laughs> they say. Uh, but no, the Heflin's had a good week, man. Jonathan Taylor, I think he got the Jeff Saturday syndrome. I just decided to run the ball and get a touchdown. Yep. C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson, they're catching balls left and right, getting me touchdowns all over the place. So, yeah, what was it, like 175 total points? Heflin's look good. Yeah, uh, Jeff. And by the way, it's not Jeff Saturday anymore. It's Jeff Sunday. Yeah, baby. Jeff Sunday. Oh, well, well, well played. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that was a corny-ass one. But, uh, yeah, but uh, also we talked to Brendan last week. Uh, you know, he was a high scorer and a fellow Bears uh, fan. Uh, so what is uh, the state of the Bears from your eyes? That was an extremely tough loss against the Lions at home after being up by 14. Uh, dude, who cares? Uh, you know, <laughs> this is, this is, God, you not, sound like you're on your rock right now having a cold one. <laughs> not a winning season to rebuild. In fact, we actually won three games. I'm, I'm worried about the draft pick. I'm worried about the schedule next year. Like the Eagles got their candy-ass schedule. Mm. I'm looking for the same thing. Uh, Justin Fields looks fucking good. It's about time we actually start calling plays to address what he can do. He's mm-hmm. running the ball like the fastest guy I've ever seen play in the NFL. Uh, dude, he's legit, and we got no one to protect him, and we got no defense, but we're still scoring 30-plus a game. I heard on sports radio that uh, you know the Bears will have a lot of picks. They have probably the, the lowest payroll next year, so they have a lot of cap space to you know go cr- try to grab like another wide receiver, a left tackle guys to you know protect the asset um but adam uh we haven't talked to you since you bunkered down for the hurricane uh and you know you kind of catch a lot of licks on the podcast i know you're a a avid listener what's uh what's your plan for 2023 uh with uh you know nate mcgrill's birthday we hope we're celebrating more birthdays next year yeah yeah uh well yeah it was pretty cool to get my uh, nate's first win on nate's birthday obviously a big deal Mm -hmm. um so so that was cool uh, looking ahead, I mean, you know, I know I caught some flack for Brad and Rashad White, uh, but he seems to be, you know, coming over, coming around. So I'm hoping he's an asset. I got some good picks. I think I draft every single pick in the third round now. Uh, so, uh, you know, we just got to draft strong and, uh, and hope for the best. Like half my team retired after last year. So I pulled a St. Louis Rams of Los Angeles. And, and uh, Brendan, so we, I guess a little bit of a spoiler alert. We spent the first part of the episode today breaking down potential playoff teams, and your name came up as a dark horse candidate. If you win out, seven and seven could squeak into the playoffs. Uh, what, what's the what's the plan for you for the rest of this season? Got to keep the boys healthy, man. I mean, we we scored those max points without Mark Andrews, which was uh, that's a good surprising. point. So, so uh, I don't want to. I don't want to front run John Ramirez, but any uh, any trades in the in the works for either of you guys? Not 
right now, I'm, I'm liking the squad. They're young on my side, and we're, we're looking pretty healthy. I know Khalil Herbert for the Bears just went on IR today, so fuck you, Paul. Uh, <laughs> and Montgomery's going to get a lot more touches, so uh, we're looking pretty good heading here to the, to the home stretch. And, uh, Brendan, uh, not to ruin anything, but I, I know uh, Paul is smelling blood in the water how much you love Khalil Herbert. Mm-hmm. So uh, when John Ramirez is on the, the roto wire, as you might say, for trade talks, uh, he will definitely be uh, dangling that in front of you like a nice piece of pussy. Yeah, uh, well said. Uh, I mean, Joe Dennis and Lowell have had some conversations about uh, Khalil in the offseason. Uh, so who knows what's uh, what's in store? Is Lowell the one who hand, he's the GM and who what's what's Claude's position within Claude's, the organization? Uh, Claude's operations. Okay, uh, got yeah, it. he's yeah, definitely Lowell, an operations. Yeah, in the front office. Got it. But Lowell, he's the real brains of the operation. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Of course. Okay. <laughs> got it. Um, hey, what, that being said, do, does to to boost up Nate? Does anyone have t- real tabs on Nate McGrill? Does he have a Facebook that we can stalk? No he idea. Does. I'd love to get an update on Nate. Oh, he's he just 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 look him up on Facebook. Just look the profile picture. That's all you gotta see. I might start adding these people on Facebook. Like you know how like we just sit around and talk about like why the fuck did this person add me? <laughs> like it's just gonna name a girl's just gonna have like all ten of our friend requests sitting in there just to get content. Speaking of which, him, yeah, I don't I don't want to get too deep into it, but I, I think I touched a touched a nerve earlier when I brought up Megan Schmidt's uh, potential. <laughs> potential. Oh, oh my god! I, I sent that to the club hotel man just to see like Eric get a reaction, and Andrew Walters Media is like, you should bring her and Emily Lang on to chop up football. <laughs> like it's Emily so true. I love how and like yeah, just trying to wrap it up, but not only Hunter calling it clits. <laughs> but also the fact that like that is so fucking wild that Megan Schmitz was like a stereotypical like inbred white trash Steelers fan and then moves to Baltimore and then just like fuck the Steelers they suck now I'm gonna be a Ravens fan and just hang out in the fed fed thrill bars I don't I don't blame her I mean it's fun to be a Ravens fan but it's like you can't do that like switch from the Steelers to the Ravens we don't even want her fuck no. We'll throw her Paul in the Doug got that deep memory of watching the Super Bowl at whoever's house. Just her, uh, her and him. That's, uh, no, it was the AFC Championship game. She had a little party there, and she was just so loud and obnoxious, like accosting me. I'm like, dude, Willis McGahee barely can breathe right now. Like, I don't give a fuck. Deep cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely never saw that coming because she was a diehard Steelers fan, despite her entire family being Ravens. Who was that? What? Did, who, who was that he said? Did you hear me? No, no. Sorry, what was that? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I thought uh, it's like it's wild because she was such a diehard fan, and despite her entire family being Ravens, yeah, fans, saw that coming. Yeah, what her, her two degenerate brothers were, uh, you know, bouncing in and out of prisons with the black uh, Champ Sports Ravens jersey. So well, it was very hard to believe. Uh, I don't. I don't want to go too far down this. Uh, I, I don't want anybody knocking <laughs> on my door because of this. So I think we're gonna maybe put the kibosh on this this topic. <laughs> Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they, uh, I'm sure they still got iPhones. I think have, they're uh, listeners. Apple. They might be listeners. They're, there are award-winning listeners. They might be one of our 12 weekly <laughs> listeners. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thank you fellas for calling in. Anything else you'd like to, uh, put on the record this week? Uh, just wish Nate a happy birthday and, yeah. uh, going to win out. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Nate. Nate. All right. Cheers, boys. Take it easy. Later, boys. Wow. Yeah, that was funny-ass shit. (laughs) 
Uh, always good to hear from Brendan, of course. And um, happy birthday one more time to Nate McGreal. Congrats on the big win this week. We got week. our listeners a two-for-one special again. It's always fun getting mm-hmm. them together. So uh, last but not least, let's get into I Choose You. So this week, me and Pat are going to, as usual, choose winners for this coming week, and then whoever gets the fewest right is taking a shot of Malort, or I guess there's a little bit of Barton's left. Yeah, why don't you save that for me? I'm, I'm really cherishing it. <laughs> so um, the first matchup to talk through, you versus, uh, so D- uh, Donnie's running tab versus uh, Team McCracken. Who are you taking? So I'm going to roll with me this week. Uh, Josh not having two, uh, Gino and Waddle uh, makes this a lot less stressful for me. I still think it's going to be a close game, but uh, I definitely was uh, relieved to see that, uh, especially get one more win to solidify uh, myself in playoffs would be nice. Uh, so I'm going to choose myself. So I picked Ernie for that that sixth spot, and I'm, I'm going to roll with him. It's obviously an uphill battle, but um, if he can get a, a nice ceiling game out of Russ, Christian Watts can put, can put together another big game, um, and Debo is not going to be so disappointing, I, I think he might pull it off. Up next, Mundus versus the Erdmans. I'm rolling with the Erdmans on this one. He uh, is honestly pretty untouched by bye this week, and we know he's a great manager. He always ends up getting like you know 90% of his total points, so I think he's going to pull it off. I'm going to pull. Uh, I'm going to pull a little rabbit out of the hat and pick Mundus in a big upset. It um, would be Justin Herbert. Um, hopefully, getting one of his two weapons back this is week. Is that is that happening? Uh, I think Allen. They say he's going to play every week, but he just ends up not. So I, I'm, this is the week Keenan Allen's coming back, I'm hoping, because um, he gets his weapons back in a shootout game at home in Kansas City on Sunday night. Uh, so th- if Justin Herbert has a pretty big game, I think uh, he might give uh, Erdman a run for his money. I mean, a shootout for the Chargers in Kansas City, we would love to see it. Yes, it's always good good TV. So up next, uh, Prudence versus Joe Dennis. I'm thinking there's no way Prudence loses this game. Um, I do like Dennis to do well this week uh, with Kenyon Drake, but I don't think it's going to be enough. Yeah, definitely not. I think uh, with him having Metcalf and Walker out on by, which is pretty much pretty solid uh, outputs on his team, mm-hmm. I think this is a one for Prudence as well. So up next, I'm just going to hit the button for this. So marquee matchup, uh, Abshagen versus Boakland. Uh it's not looking good for me this week. I think uh, – let me gather, let you gather your thoughts. I'm going to roll with Boakland. Um, no offense. I think you have one of the stronger teams in our league by far. Um, but having a lot of your – if not all your wide receivers on bye this week, um, you do get Joe, Joey Burrow back. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's your right to ship. But uh, who are you rolling with a wide receiver this week? So I was looking through it and setting my lineup earlier, and this is really disappointing. I'm starting Jacoby Myers, Wandale Robinson, and mm. Foster Moreau. Oh, man. Uh, in, at, Something so at, stinks. At, at the flex, I'm probably going to have to start a running back. Usually I like to put a wide receiver eh, in there for the ceiling. But you have but, a good running back room. And, yeah, not I, a lot of good matchups. It's a tough week for me on bye, but I'm betting on myself. One, one person I do want to talk about with your team that I don't understand, Miles Sanders. Really interesting uh, that he's in a really high-powered Eagles offense, and they have like a running back by committee there, and he's definitely the best running back. And he, he didn't get a lot of carries until later in the game last night, and I didn't. It, I just he's always puzzled me the way they utilize him. They don't mm-hmm. they, like Eagles fans love him. 
Well, I mean, they, they were behind the whole time. They weren't really in a running game script. Obviously, I mean, this is part of what we were talking about earlier. They were kind of like off their game from the jump, and then it was really hard for them to come back. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't rely – Miles Sanders is never going to be a running back one um, for a fantasy team, you know. I mean, I, it was not a really a good matchup for running backs to begin with, so I'm mm-hmm. not too shocked. And, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, but you got to like what you're seeing from Tony Pollard. Um, oh, my God. As long as Zeke stays limited, he's – going to be yeah. locked. So you got some options there, but uh, definitely your wide receiver room is looking all skimpy. Last but not least, toilet bowl. To our two uh, call-ins. Yep. Sorry, guys. Uh, but Heflins versus Nate McGreal. Um, I wish I could call another Nate win on this one, but I don't think it's in the cards. Yeah, I'm going to roll with Heflins as well. They're getting hot. Um, Bears are in Atlanta. CD and Jefferson. Mm going against each other, which should be a really fun game. Dude, Bears um, in Atlanta, that's going to be crazy. Yeah. They're, they've. I don't see uh, Justin Fields slowing up anytime soon in that game. But, uh, again, Vikings versus Cowboys, that'll be a really fun game. So, mm-hmm. a lot of passing. Should be a fun one. All right. So, uh, I guess just to wrap up, Ravens back on the field this week against the Panthers. With Baker Mayfield. Found out earlier it's going to be Baker at the helm. Favored by 12 points, the Ravens are. Twelve points? Yeah. They, oh my they, god. That's not good. Any, I don't. So, what do you? Any chance of of a trap game here? Uh, there is a chance of it, but I don't want the Ravens getting this hype of what they did on Monday night going to their head. I mean, they got very healthy over the bye with you know. I think Gus Edwards is going to play. I think Mark oh, Andrews think? is going to play. Um, I really am curious to see if they activate David Ojabo. That'd be a nice little addition. I think, I mean, the, the, he was off uh, IR a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, you can designate somebody for IR like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Or like they could, like, there's some like protocols with yeah. activating them, but that'd be nice. And speaking of spreads, um, and I know we joke about it all the time, sports gambling. Going oh, yeah. live in Maryland very soon. Yeah. What are you thinking on your end? Because you know, you know me and Paul, the scumbag. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a gambler. I'm not, it doesn't matter. Well, to I'm going to do... I'm going to ask you a favor as my co-host. Um, I'm going to have you, I'm going to refer you as a member and you just oh. need to activate it and like put 10 bucks in it and I get like a bonus. <laughs> so it's like free money for me and I'll just pick a bet for us to play it on and that'll be fun for the podcast, I think. If we just play some free money. All right, whatever, you freak. <laughs> All right, well, on that note, uh, thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. Go Ravens this weekend. Yep, it's going to be fun. Yeah, talk soon. Uh-huh. A girl 
getting rough. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of bug. Look, mommy, I got the head. Tip you in the thick of drugs. I'm in the having sex. I ain't in the making love. So come get me.